Local news, talk, sports, and the hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 107.5. Welcome to the CHS Coaches Show. I'm your host, Tony Landry. And the CHS Coaches Show can be heard every Monday night from 6 p- a little after 6 p.m., the news and weather, until 6.45 p.m., until uh, the end of the football season. Then every other weekend, beginning in January to the end of the school year, of course, the CHS Coaches Show is brought to you in part by Gulf America Wire Rope, Romero's Power Sports, Sester Wealth Management, The Landscape Ranch, Freeman's Furniture, Allstate Credit, R&R Glass, Hennigan Team Dentistry, The UPS Store, Catholic High School, Musson Patu, Integrity Rentals, B&L Engine Repair, Gulf Marine, Action Specialties, HMC Farms, uh, Dr. Rosenswig's uh, Group, United Fire and Safety, Swing Insurance, Stepco Products, Colder CPAs, HIS Fire and Safety, and Musso's Investment Group. We're here at the studios of Kane Radio, FM 1075 and AM 1240 at 107 West Main Street here in downtown New Iberia, right next to Victor's Cafeteria, which is closed. You can listen to the CHS Coaches Show while it's streaming on the Internet at www.kane1240.com or sign up for the Simple Radio app and negotiate through the app and listen to Kane Radio. And you can now listen to Kane Radio on the FM band at 107.5. Also, if you have an Alexa, just say, Alexa, play Kane 1240, and it will. Meanwhile, uh, Coach, uh, of course, uh, not a whole lot of football going on at Catholic High since the season ended a uh, week before last. But uh, uh, a lot of all-district teams have been announced since uh, all the participants, I believe, now in uh, District 82A are out of football. And uh, usually that's when they announce the teams. And uh, I'm sure Panthers had a few young men honored in, in, within the teams uh, announced. But uh, could you elaborate maybe on the players who uh, acknowledged uh, – who were with uh, all district honors for Catholic High, Coach? Yeah, that's correct. Um, you know, everyone in our district ended up in the regional round. Um, unfortunately, a few of us felt like we, you know, we we're going to play longer than that, but sometimes that's just how it goes. Um, I sent, as a district chair, Catholic High, we sent the um, all district team into the media. I'm not sure if they've posted it on the Daily Iberian or any of that stuff yet, but um, but most of the individual schools have been posting their their uh, participants. Um, but yeah, you know, Catholic High, we we, we did really well. We were well represented. Um, on both sides of the ball, offensive and defense, and in, and in the special teams. Um, so, you know, we were very pleased with, with our turnout. You know, there were a couple a couple guys that I wish would have gotten, you know, uh, a little better um, a, comp, uh, a little better representation. Um, but, you know, that's how it goes sometimes. Whenever you're in there, you know, all, all, all we can really do as the coaches nominate guys, and, you know, the voting goes from there. And it's basically all the head football coaches, or is it some sports writers there also? It's all head football coaches. Okay. So, so, you know, our district bylaws require us to meet the Wednesday after the playing date, after the regular season ends. So we did it um, the week that we had the bye, that Wednesday. Um, we all met, like I said, Catholic High is the district chair, so we hosted it at our place. We did we did it in the weight room. Um, you know, all the head coaches came. A couple of schools brought an assistant coach to come in and kind of check things out. Um, but, you know, only the head coaches can really vote. Um, there's one vote per school, but, but, you know, enough of that. Um, yeah, you know, I felt like our guys were, were, you know, represented the team really well, um, on offense, um, first team offense, we had, um, four, four offensive players, um, Drew Desermo on the offensive line, Marcus Austin at running back, Jaden Mitchell at wide receiver and Luke Landry at quarterback. Um, all four of those guys got first team, you know, I feel like all four of those guys definitely deserved it. Um, I feel like you know, a vast majority of our guys really were good enough to be first teamers. Um, but, you know, whenever you end up having 
two, three, four guys that you want to nominate, it kind of it kind of waters down the pool and it hurts actually your players. Sure. Um, you know, I feel like pretty much all of our offensive linemen were, were quality first team guys, um, but unfortunately, there's only five five first team offensive linemen and, overall. Uh, and Drew Desimo, I want to say, was a three year starter for the Panthers. Drew, Drew was a three year starter. I know he was first team last year. I'm not sure if he had any kind of recommend um, recognition as a sophomore. All right. Um, but yes, he he's a three year starter. I know he started at um, mostly at center the last couple of years. Um, but you know we moved him to offensive guard this year um you know i felt like that was a better place for him he he moves pretty well he pulls pretty well um and, and he played low defense for you too yeah uh, yep. all, all those big guys played a little bit of defense um up front you know that's kind of when they're a smaller school you know have a whole lot of, of big bodies you kind of sure. got to make it happen and you know like we talked about before you know coach Durosic and coach zion did a great job of rotating those guys on d-line keeping them fresh um, because, you know, typically you, you don't really want to rotate on offensive line. You want those five guys together as much as possible. So yeah. they're, they're used to communicating, used to those double team blocks and all harm- that. A little harmony there. Yep. So, so you know, we, we would normally kind of give them rest on D-line. You know, we had a couple guys, which I'll get to later on, that, that were primary D-line guys. Um, but, yep, most of our big – most of our offensive line did play some D-line here and there, some more than others. Um, but, yep, so, so, you know, Drew got first team O-line. Um, you know, Marcus Austin – uh, he got first team running back, which I was really happy for him. Um, but, you know, kind of like I talked about with the O-line, um, you know, Javon's another guy who, who you know, was definitely a, a first team caliber type player. Um, but, you know, a lot of times it goes down to, to stats overall and all that kind of stuff. And Marcus played the entire year. Um, unfortunately, Javon had that injury in the scrimmage. So he missed mo- missed the first half of the season. So I think that had a big part of, you know, the way the coaches voted and all that kind of stuff. All right. Um, but, you know, Marcus was definitely, definitely deserving. Um, you know, we wouldn't have won all the games we, we would have with, if it wasn't for him. Yeah, you know, he had he, some big runs for you this year inside, too. Absolutely. He stepped up big time. You know, a guy that hadn't contributed a whole lot, you know, the previous couple of years. Um, but, you know, whenever his, his number was called, his name was called, whenever we had some injuries and some, some, some changes in, 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 um, in personnel and all that kind of stuff, he, he was ready to go and he had a great year. And Marcus, uh, all of five, six, seven, about 145 pounds? Yep, about, that, that, that's, that's about accurate. right. Yep, Marcus, a little, little guy. Um, but, you know, he, he's a really good football player, um, a lot of heart, uh, uh, a character. You know, he 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 got some. And he that's, in a, humor and that's in a complimentary way, I'm sure. Huh? Yep, yep. Oh, he's a great kid. Okay, um, but he, he he's hilarious. Uh, him, oh, him, I hear you. When him and Cam Landor are together, whew, <laughs> those two guys sometimes have to separate them just because they can't stop talking, <laughs> st- can't stop cracking jokes. Um, anyone who teaches them or coaches them knows exactly what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, you keep them in the other side of the room. Absolutely. <laughs> um, uh, moving on next, Jaden Mitchell. Um, you know, he was our go-to receiver. Boy, was it? Yeah. Um, he had a phenomenal year. Kind of, kind of the year I expected him to possibly have, but you never know how things will go. Um, but you know, he made some big plays. You know, the first couple games he made plays, but about week three, week four, he started making those those types of catches, those and types a, of and plays. And a junior too, coach. Junior, yep, yep. So most of our skill guys are juniors. The only ones that we're losing really at skill positions are our two running backs and uh, and Thomas Boyer at linebacker. I think that's. Really about it from our starters um, and skill positions. Yeah, um, a lot to look forward to next obviously year. Obviously, Carson Bruce Ord was a senior, but we lost him unfortunately sure. week two. Um, but no, Jaden had a phenomenal year. You know, that's another position group that I felt like we had multiple guys that you know had first team caliber. Um, but you know, like I said, Jaden had the stats. You know, the coaches coaches made their votes, and, and he, he you know he was our our first team receiver there. Um, then moving on to, to quarterback, you know, Luke Landry was our first team quarterback. Um, they had some some pretty good competition in our district at they quarterback. Did. Um, the kid from Lauraville was really good. Um, Franklin put their guy up who who had a lot of yards, good stats. Um, so he he was in pretty good company, you know, competing with those guys for that first team position. 
um, you know, I was I was hoping he'd get it, but I, you know, you never know going into it. Um, now, a question on these votes: Are these a handwritten vote, or is this a raising hand vote? It's or? a handwritten vote. Okay, um, so you so really don't know who might have voted for him or who didn't vote for him. No, you sometimes you can kind of figure out if someone has their own player nominated mm-hmm. um, because the way it works. So let's just say there's four quarterbacks nominated. All right. Well, I nominated Luke. He's my player, so I have to give him a one. I have okay. to give him the lowest possible vote. Oh, okay. I see what um, you're speaking so, of. Now. So whoever I thought was the most deserving would get a four, then a three, then a two. Then okay. my player has to get a one. Uh, uh, with your vote? With my vote. Okay. So, like, Franklin would have to give the Franklin quarterback a one. Laura okay. would have to give the Lord of War quarterback a one. So that way you can't, you know, influence it too, too much. Um, but, no, we, you know, we made it as anonymous as possible. Obviously, you can kind of tell sometimes, and if you really paid attention, you could – you could figure it out pretty often. Well, the, but in the discussion, too, you know. Uh, I'm sure well, there's discussions. Not just you go straight is. to a vote after a nomination. Yeah, but a lot of times there's some discussion, um, especially certain position groups, things like that. But for the most part, I mean, all the coaches have seen these guys play and know who, you know, who's the best players. And, you know, a lot of times in certain situations, um, you, you know, you, you jockey for your player. You talk about what they did, what they did for your team, and things like that. Um, but no, I was I was pleased that Luke got it. You know, I wasn't sure at first. Like I said, you know, we had some pretty good quarterbacks in the district and and all that kind of stuff. So I was really pleased with that. Coach, you know, I want to go back just a moment with Jaden Mitchell and uh, just the plays he made throughout the year for your team. Just unbelievable. I don't know if you have any stats on him, but it just every time it seemed I turn around, he catched three or four balls for 105, 110 yards, a couple touchdowns. Uh, just. Uh, <laughs> What a highlight film and returned a punt to my knowledge this year for a score uh, later on during the year. I think a punt for around 50, 55, maybe 60 yards. It was and, something uh, like that. I was against Franklin. Yeah, and just uh, what an outstanding player. Uh, not bigger statue, you know, what, 5'8", maybe 150 pounds, somewhere in there. And uh, just his quickness and hands, just unbelievable. Got you just about into – uh, uh, territory uh, to win the last game. He's, he made just a fabulous catch and run uh, after catching a pass from Luke Landry, getting down to the 10-yard line against Lake Charles College Prep. Of course, Panthers weren't able to punch it in, but that run he made he just got the crowd back in the game and uh, gave Catholic High a chance. And uh, I, I just I wanted to pay uh, him praise uh, from what I saw this year. Always making big plays for you throughout the year, uh, that young man. And uh, like I said, don't know if you have any stats on him. But just uh, seemed like he'd average about 20 yards a catch. Uh, just uh, throwing him the ball right in the flat and making him people miss him. And uh, heading on up the field with his quickness. Uh, just wanted to pay him a, a little homage uh, with his year this past year. And like I told you, and, and we both know that he's a junior, uh, we'll compete next year. So, uh, and a tremendous basketball player, too, for the Panthers. Yeah, um, you know, like I was kind of saying earlier, you know, at the beginning of the year, the first couple of games, he made some plays, but, you know, he was kind of just he, – he was kind of the role player at the time. Um, but I think it was like week three or so, something like that, he started making, you know, the big-time plays, the big-time catches that at big-time situations, you know, that, that your guy has to make. Um, I do have on me – I found him on my phone okay. um, through the first ten weeks. So I don't have the playoff game included. All right. Um, he had 51 catches for 850 yards and 12 touchdowns. Um, yeah, so 15 yards a catch or somewhere in that vicinity. Yeah, uh, so he ended up being over 900 yards. I don't remember exactly what his stats were for, for the um, Lake Charles College Prep, but he was definitely over 50 yards. Yeah, he caught that one pass uh, late in the game, like I just mentioned. Mm-hmm. That had to be a 50-yard pass play. Uh, and that because the Panthers were somewhere around the 30, 35-yard line. 
and going all the way down to the 10. So uh, just a tremendous player for you. And, uh, Mo, I'm sure you're excited to have him back oh, again absolutely. next I'm, year. I'm excited to have all those guys back, yeah. all those juniors and sophomores. And even those that freshman group's going to be a really good group too. You know, obviously freshmen don't play too, too much typically. But, um, but no, we got a lot of really good players coming back. Obviously, I'm going to miss a lot of those seniors that we're sure. losing. Um, but, you know, the, the future is definitely bright. And uh, with regards to Luke Landry, I mean, uh, as a, you know, basically a uh, two-year starter, I can't recall how much he played maybe as a freshman. I don't think it was I, much. I don't think he played very much um, yeah, from what I can recall. Yeah, same here. And uh, But uh, came on last year as a starter. Of course, uh, hobbled a little bit with an ankle injury uh, last year a little bit. And then coming out this year, just uh, rolling out and in the pocket and uh, – uh, giving opportunities uh, with Luke to throw the ball down the field. Lefty quarterback, so, you know, his blind side's a right tackle. And uh, with that, so, but uh, just rolling out, uh, look at, I look forward to seeing him play again next year. Hopefully he can get a little, a little bigger, a little stronger too. He's 5'11", about 170 pounds. Uh, he's got a chance to grow a little bit, hopefully. And, yeah, uh, I mean, he'll definitely get, you know, bigger and stronger. I don't know how much taller he'll get, you know. Right. A lot of times guys are, not all guys, but a lot of times they're full-grown, younger. Um, but, no, he'll definitely, you know, he's a hard worker. I have no doubt that he's going to put on some muscle mass and get faster and get stronger and all that kind of stuff, the things that you can control. Man, made a lot of plays for the Panthers this year. And I and had a few games, just unbelievable, his stats, you know, 15 for 18 or something in the 10 or 12. Uh, had some games where he really, of course, he had some games and downer games, but uh, with, uh, you know, that, uh, but just uh, what an outstanding player for you. Again, next year you got those two young men back who were both first-team uh, offensive starters, and uh, they'll be back again next year for the Panthers. Uh, uh, of course, you lose uh, Desimo along with uh, with Marcus Austin, but uh, – uh, I'm sure the Panthers have some backup in that regard and uh, some young players coming up uh, to earn some spots come this spring for you in that regard. So, uh, Yep, absolutely. Anyway, Coach, I thought maybe we'd go ahead and take our first break and come back and talk about some of the defensive players and maybe some honorable mention or second-team okay. players in that regard. You're listening to the CHS Coaches Show here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back with more right after this. Catholic High School is dedicated to the development of 4th through 12th grade students through academic excellence and Christ-centered values rooted in caring discipline, compassion, and zeal. CHS offers a variety of classes to serve all students, including band, photography, dual enrollment college credit courses, as well as 14 sports for male and female students. Call us today for your personal tour and visit www.chspanthers.com for more details. Hi, I'm Corey Ebert, co-owner of R&R Glassworks. We specialize in auto and truck glass repair and replacement, window motors and frameless shower doors. We also handle plexiglass and storefront repair and replacement. Give us a call at 365-9311 or come by and see us at 1006D 20 Arpit Road in New Iberia. So for all your glass needs, remember R&R Glassworks. Thank you and God bless. From the Kawasaki Ninja Sports Bikes to the Kawasaki Jet Ski Watercraft, Kawasaki and Romero Power Sports makes it easier than ever to put yourself on your dream machine. Right now, Romero Power Sports and Kawasaki are offering their lowest payments of the year on all Kawasaki vehicles. Choose from the great lineup of Kawasaki motorcycles, ATVs, watercraft mule utility vehicles, and the Terex lineup of SUVs. Whatever you need, Romero Power Sports and Kawasaki offer great prices, financing, and the famous Romero service after the sale. Kawasaki and Romero's Power Sports, let the good times roll at 900 South Lewis Street in New Iberia. 
Looking for a quick and easy no-hassle loan? Look no longer and go visit Shirlo or Ruby at Allstate Credit. The good folks at Allstate Credit are willing to help you with a small loan. They will treat you as a special and personable customer because they've been serving New Iberia for almost a half a century. So stress no longer. Come visit Sherlo or Ruby at Allstate Credit at 1112 Center Street or call them at 364-4538. Allstate Credit all the time. BNL Engine Service is in need of two diesel technicians who are experienced in repairing and servicing 18-wheelers. You must have your own tools, transportation, and a clean driving record. Pay is dependent upon experience. Benefits include employee health care, holiday pay, and vacation pay. Call 337-365-2111 for more information. Once again, call 337-365-2111. Local news, talk, sports, and the hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 107.5. Welcome back to the CHS Coaches Show. I'm your host, Tony Landry. Uh, with me, uh, head football coach Matt Desmo. Uh, with that coach, uh, we talked about the offensive uh, players uh, on your team that uh, made the all-district team. Now, let's go on the defensive side. Tell us a little bit about uh, some of the Panthers who made the uh, defensive team uh, with uh, District 8-2A. Yeah, um, we'll talk about the defense first team. After that, we'll get back to the second team guys on offense and defense and all that. And I'll right. mention, um, you know, on defense first team. Once again, we had a pretty good showing, in my opinion. We had we had four on offense. We actually had five on defense. Um, first off, on D line, we had Devin Mouton. Um, you know, who, who's a guy that that had a great year. Um, played played his tail off. You know, he had a really good year on offense too, playing that H back, that fullback position. Um, not a whole lot of not a whole lot of um, you know glory there. Um, right. But but you know a very important position, um, especially as much as we ended up running power and things like that this year, kicking out that defensive end. He he had a great year on both sides of the ball for us. Um, big strong physical kid, um, you know a great kid. Uh, you know he comes to work every day. He, he you know he's ready to go. He has his his lunch box, his helmet on, ready to go. Um, blue collar kid kind of kid. Um, also on the D line we had Gerard Shank. Um, you know, another another effort guy. You know, his technique wasn't always always right where we wanted it to be, but you know, he always made up for it because he played at 110 percent every single snap. And Mouton, a senior. Both of those guys, seniors. Yeah, seniors. Devin and okay. Gerard, seniors. All right. Okay. Um, you know, we were talking about talking about Drew earlier in the O line, talking about some guys that that play you know both sides, but these two were both primary defense guys. You know, primary D line. Those were our two edge guys. <clears throat> Um, and, you know, they had a great year for us. Uh, you know, they, they, they did a great job for us. They did everything we asked of them. And once again, you know, not a really glorious position. No, you're um, right. But, you know, they, they played physical. They used their hands really well. Um, always, gave great, always gave great effort. Um, you know, I can't say enough good things about those two guys. Um, moving on to, to the next, you know, Thomas Boyer got first team linebacker, which I was really happy for. Um, you know, he had, a, he had a rough year. You know, once, another one that got injured in that scrimmage. Um, dislocated his shoulder in the scrimmage, didn't play in the Jamboree. And that was against Centerville. Yep, that was the scrimmage against Centerville. All right. Didn't play in the Jamboree. Um, and, you know, really all year he was dealing with that shoulder injury. You know, it sublux. I, I have no idea how many times, but I know quite a few times. I had to pop it back in. Yeah, it would normally go back in on his own. Okay. Um, but, yep, so he'd have to, he dealt with, went couldn't, through that all couldn't year. could put a harness on him, anything of that he, nature? He did have a harness on okay. it. He had all a right. sully, a sully okay. strap. Um, all right. But you know uh, that that's tough. You know that 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 hurts. It is. It's painful. Um, but you know he he sucked it up and he played through it and he did a really good job all year for us. Um, you know he was our defensive leader right there there making calls, getting guys lined up. And you know I thought he had a great year. I thought he grew a lot as a leader this year. 
Um, you know, he matured a lot and made some good decisions. Still makes bad decisions every now and then, like all, all high school boys, like all, sure. all people do, especially that's right. Especially minute times. Um, but, you know, he, he, he's grown a lot as a player and as a leader, and, I, you know, I'm, I'm really pleased with him, um, the maturation he's had since his junior year up until now. Uh, moving over to DB, Tristan Lewis got first team defensive back. Um, at the defensive back position, they, they just do safeties and corners together. There's not a specification okay. between corner right. and safety. All right. Um, so Tristan, you know, he, he, he was our number one cornerback, and he, he went out there and he played great all year long. You know, a lot of times when we, we – sometimes when you're in certain situations, we start flip-flopping sides for him and put him on, you know, their number one receiver and things like that. But, you know, he, he, he responded well. He did a great job. Um, he, you know, like I said, he was our number one cornerback, and, and you know, obviously the guys in the district saw that and, and made that vote for him. Yeah, and he's one that uh, a kid that grew a little bit for you too uh, over the years. He has. He, he he's a good looking kid. Um, you know, he has some good measurables. He runs well. He does some some really good things. Um, also at defensive back Owen and a, and a junior and a junior. And that's right. Also at defensive back Owen Morris um, got first team. Um, you know, he's a guy that ended up getting a lot of reps after Carson got injured. Um, you know, he probably wouldn't have played nearly as much, you know, if Carson oh, wow. would have stayed healthy this year. Um, he'd have played some here and there okay. at different positions. Spot, and, yeah, spot, spot play. But, yeah. um, but, you know, he had a really good year. And um, not a big lad at all either. Nope, he's not a big kid, but he, he's a good football player. Um, you know, he, he can find the ball. He's very, yeah. he's very coachable. Um, you know, does all the small things really well, which which makes a big difference. And he, he runs pretty well, too. Also, I think a uh, second baseman, a starting second he, baseman he, on the baseball team. I think he team. plays all over on the baseball right. field, actually. Um, but, he no, does. he started last year as a freshman in baseball. He's, That's right. You know, he ended up starting this year for us as a sophomore, after obviously after Carson got injured. Um, but, you know, he stepped up. He, he's a really good football player. He's a really good athlete. Um, you know, he's just one of those guys that finds a way to get to the ball. Um, he has really good ball skills. Um, when the ball's in the air, he has just as good of a chance of catching the ball as the receiver does. Um, you know, and he, he's just a really good football player. Um, so, you know, those were our, those were our five first-team guys. Um, you know, but we talk about it all the time in, in football. You know, to be really good, you have to be good on offense, defense, and special teams. Sure. And we actually kind of kind of um, swept the table on specialists. All right. Um, Jaden was our – First team return specialist. You know, we talked about his his punt return for a touchdown. He also had some some pretty good kick returns throughout the year. Yes. Um, so you know he he was right there. He got that first team. Um, Bennett Boudreaux got first team place kicker, uh, which I was really happy for him. I know he Who had fought a, through an injury earlier in the year. Say, I know too. he had a rough start to the year with with um, his hips his hips being out of line and all that kind of stuff. So he actually didn't kick for the first couple games, um, but he was. He was, he was like 99% for PAT field goals, and the one that he missed, I'm pretty sure, wasn't on the tee. Um, you know, that was early in the year. I mean, All right. from week four on, I don't think he missed one PAT. Oh, wow. Um, so, you know, he had a really good year. He, he made a couple field goals here and there. Um, he missed a couple, but once again, that was, that was never actually when Owen was out and we had our backup holder in. So, so, you know, the operation wasn't as good as it normally was. So, you know, there's some, some, some issues that went into that. All right. Um, but once everything was kind of getting going, you know, towards the, the second half of the year, he was, he, was, I mean, he was almost perfect. You know, I think he missed one field goal against Lauraville in the second half of the year, which was like a 40-yard field goal that he just didn't catch the ball the way he kicked it. It was, you know, right on line. It was just a little bit short because he got underneath it. All right. Um, and also, like I said, you know, we swept the, the specialists. Uh, Joe LeBlanc got first-team punter. Um, you know, a guy that, that this year was his first year punting, um, he stepped up and, and, you know, yeah, I'll be honest, I had no idea who our punter was going to be going to the season. Oh, wow. Because um, I know last year, you know, William Russell punted and so right. did Jack Chauvin, who were both seniors. <coughs> um, so we really didn't have a, have a clue who it was going to be. Um, we kind of had a open tryouts for whoever wanted to try out. And, and Joe, right. 
Joe would practice after practice every single day. He'd go out there and kick, and, and you know, he ended up winning the job, and he had a great year. Of course, we know that Jaden Mitchell's a, a junior. Uh, Bennett Boudreaux is a junior. A, a junior and uh, Joe LeBlanc, Jr. Junior. So good to have uh, three people yep, so, back. So uh, our specialists will all be back. That's right. Um, and speaking of that, you know, our back, our second second team return specialist was Tristan Lewis, who's also a junior. He had, you know, had some pretty That's good right. kick returns this year. Um, so, so you know, our our special team should be pretty good next year. Our specialists, at least for sure, um, you know, coverage and all that kind of stuff. We'll have to work on to make sure our guys are ready for that. But you know, we should we should have a um, a head start as far as all that goes, especially compared to this year in the in the punting game for sure. Okay. Um, so that's all our first team guys, um, as well as with first team, we also had the offensive MVP. Um, and it actually was a co-MVP between Jaden Mitchell and Luke Landry. Yeah, what more could you want? Um, you know, whenever we, we had the vote, um, I, not, you know, I nominated both those guys. Uh-huh. Um, the coaches, the other coach, I, you know, I, I excluded myself from the vote since they were both my guys and there were the only two nominated um, because you know, with district champs and all that, everyone was kind of, you know, felt like those two guys deserved it. All right. Um, and it ended up basically being a tie. It was definitely a tie. And they're like, well, coach, you, you got to break it. I was like, guys, I, yeah, I don't know I don't that I can break this tie. I said, tough, I said yeah. you know, these two guys, I don't think we'd be where we were without either of them. Um, so, you know, I asked them, like, would y'all mind if they were co-MVPs? And they were all, they give were like, them yep, each coach. A, give they them deserved each. it. They, all, they both deserve it. So, give them each a half vote. <laughs> yeah, so, so, you know, both those guys, like I said, I, I don't think we'd have, we'd have won the district championship without either of them. Um, so, you know, the, those, both those guys, I feel like they, they deserved it. Um, they had a great year. Uh, hopefully, they'll have an even greater year next year. Absolutely, um, you know, going into their senior year. But, but you know, very, very deserving of that honor um, for both of them, in my opinion. All right. Um, jumping to second team, uh, second team offense. We had Roan Judy's and James Jones on O line. And Roan Judy's, I believe, is also a junior. Roan's a junior. James was a senior. Senior, correct. Um, you know, once again. Like I said, I feel like pretty much all of our offensive linemen were first-team caliber guys, but it's just not realistic, um, you yeah. know, in the district. Um, but both those guys, you know, very good football players. You know, like I said, I felt like they could have been first-teamers, but it, it is what it is. And, you know, they had a great year. Um, we're definitely going to miss James. You know, Roan's going to be kind of our, our guy we got to lean on next year. He's the only return, returning start and offensive lineman going into next year. Um, but, you know, both of them had a great year. <clears throat> um, next, Connor Segura got second-team tight end. Um, you know, very, very deserving. You know, I felt like he, he came a long way this year. Yeah, towards the end of the year, played really well. Um, you know, going into the season, you know, after last year and all that, we weren't sure exactly where he was going to be. Um, you know, he, he wasn't the most physical last year. Um, and, you know, me and him had a conversation about it towards the end of the summer, saying, look, man, if you, if you want to play tight end for us, you gotta you got to be more physical. You've got to be able to block, got to be able to do these different things. You know, it's just not – we're not just going to throw the ball 90 times, you know, 90% of the time. Sure. And, you know, he responded. I felt like he had a really good year. He did a really good job blocking. Um, you know, at times he caught the ball really well. You know, early in the year he struggled a little bit catching the ball, but he, once again he picked up and, and you know, had a really good year um, throughout the year. So I was really happy for him. All right. Um, Javon Brown got second team running back. Uh, we talked about him a little bit earlier when, when we talked about Marcus, you know, another guy that I felt like is a first-team caliber guy. Um, but, you know, missing the first half of the se- season, I think, is what, what really hurt him. Um, you know, like I said, I put him up first team. You know, I, I kind of told him how I felt about both those guys, and I thought they were both deserving of it. But, you know, it is what it is. And, you know, for playing five and a half games, six games, you know, he that's that's a great honor for him. That shows what kind of a player he is that he could, you know, get that recognition. Sure. Um, the last second team offensive guy is Joe LeBlanc, wide receiver. Um, you know, he's a guy that stepped up, had a really good year for us, uh, made some good plays at times. 
um, talked about him as a punter, you know, stepped up as a punter. You know, he, he's a hard worker. He was one of those guys that was out there kicking and running routes every day after practice trying to, trying to you know, get better at his craft. Um, so, you know, another guy that I felt was very deserving, um, and I was happy that he got it. Great. Um, honorable mention offense, Will Menville and Holden LeBlanc both got honorable mention O-line. Um, you know, obviously, once again, like I said, I feel like all five of those guys were really first-team caliber players. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it, like I said, it is what it is. We, I can't pick all the teams. You know, my vote actually right. matters very little for my guys. Yeah. Um, and then Gavin Roy also got honorable mention wide receiver, who another guy who had a really good year, um, another junior coming back who, you know, so I feel like – I feel like our passing game should be pretty good next year as long as those, those young O-linemen can step up and protect. Correct. Um, flipping over to second-team defense, uh, Will Menville got second-team D-line. Um, he was one of the few guys that, that, that you know, got both sides of the ball. Um, you know, he had a really good year. He If he would have played more D-line, he probably could have been a first-team guy. But, you know, with the way we rotate sure. those offensive linemen, you know, he just didn't have the stats because they didn't have enough the number of reps. Um, but, you know, he was a really good football player for us on both sides of the ball. One of those guys, like I said, I felt like could have been a first-teamer. I know he did miss one or two games with injury, too, so that hurt him as well. And he's a senior. He is a senior, yep. Also. So that hurt, that you know, so that hurt him missing those couple games. But, like I said, really good player. Um, you know, there's nothing wrong with, with second team. That's a, that's a great honor anyway. Sure. Um, <coughs> excuse me. <laughs> um, we had two second-team linebackers, J.D. Hidalgo and Bennett Woodrine. And Hidalgo joined the team, what, midway through the year? Or uh, he started playing week three. He, okay. he joined earlier, right. but that's whenever he was allowed to start playing. Um, All right. But, you know, those two guys had a really good year, both really physical players, um, flew to the ball, did some really, really good things for us, um, both juniors. So, you know, that definitely helps coming back. You know, it's going to hurt losing Thomas at linebacker, being the guy that made all the calls. But I think, you know, one of those two guys, if not both of them, are definitely capable of stepping up into that role, being, being the, um, the quarterback of the defense, I like to say. All right. Um, last on second team was Chris Green at the flex position. Um, you know, that was probably the one I was the most disappointed about. Um, I really felt like he was a first-team guy, um, and I felt like he was the prototypical flex player. You know, what, what the flex is on defense is a guy that that isn't just one position, that, that and plays And he also multiple. had an injury, was it this year? He, he had some, he some hamstring kinda, issues. Yeah, yep. I thought so, yeah. Yeah, we actually held him out of uh, week 10 against West St. Mary um, to try to get him try to get him healthy. It, it was starting to bother him pretty bad after the um, the Lauraville game. Um, you know, so, so that kind of hurt him. But, like I said, you know, probably the most disappointing, him not getting first team. I felt like he was the prototypical flex guy there. You know, he played – played inside linebacker sometimes, played outside linebacker, mostly played strong safety, which is what I really think, really and truly think he is. Um, but he did everything we asked of him, and, you know, he was, he was ready to go, excited about it, and, you know, he had a great year. Um, honorable mention, Cam Landor on D-line. You know, that's, that's our big guy. Um, yeah, you know, that's he, a big fire yeah, hydrant. He played in the inside, you know, that two-tech, you know, taking on, taking on double teams all the time, sometimes triple teams. So his stats weren't the greatest. So I think that kind of hurt him. Um, but, you know, like I said, he, he, he did his job and he made those linebackers, Thomas, J.D., Bennett, Chris, at times, better run flow freely um, without yeah. guys getting on him, getting to that second level. So, so, you know, he was definitely very deserving. You know, I, I was hoping he'd have gotten second team, you know, a little better than honorable mention. But, like I said, just being honored um, on the all-district team is, you know, is a big-time thing. Um, but once again, unfortunately, he's a senior. You know, a lot of those guys up front were losing. But we got some, some really good young guys that I think are going to step up. 
Um, so, you know, next year should be should be exciting, should be a good year for us. Anyway, Coach, uh, pretty much uh, your honorable mention, kids and all. Let's go ahead and just take a break. We'll come back and talk about a few other things. Before we end the show, you'll listen to the CHS Coaches Show here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back uh, right after this. The tradition continues. Hi, I'm Donald Hennigan with Hennigan Team Dentistry. I, along with my entire team, have served Iberia Parish and the surrounding communities for the past 39 years. I'm happy to announce that my daughter, Dr. Abigail Hennigan Daly, has just recently joined us as a dental associate. Together, we commit to offering the best possible dental care in a relationship of trust and confidence. Call our office today at 364-2156 and allow us to change the way you feel about dentistry. Go Panthers! Times are tough right now for small businesses, but as a small business owner, you're pretty tough too. In case you needed a reminder, you started your own business. And while there's certainly more challenges ahead, the UPS store is always here to help. Should your small business need any ing, we're ready with every ing. Printing, mailboxing, notarizing, whatever ing we can do. The UPS Store. Every ing for small business, all in one place. The UPS Store. The UPS Store franchise locations are independently owned and operated. Services pricing and hours may vary. See Center for details. Hi, I'm Tony Landry for Gulf America Wire Rope in Catholic High School. And at Gulf America Wire Rope is an all-field service company which is dedicated to speedy customer service and technical leadership. Gulf America Wire Rope is owned and operated by brothers Jed and Drew LeBlanc, both CHS graduates. Their knowledge and leadership skills were obtained through CHS has brought them success in the business world. Go visit Jed and Drew at their Broussard location, and they're always ready to talk CHS sports. And remember, go Big Red. This ranch is not about cattle or animals. We're talking about plants and much, much more. That's the Landscape Ranch right here in New Iberia. You can find all sorts of plants such as annuals, palm trees, and container trees, as well as a variety of chemicals and fertilizers to keep them healthy. Locally owned, they provide bulk materials such as sand, soil, limestone, rock, and they'll deliver right to your doorstep. While you're there, you can visit their lobby. You'll find gifts provided by local artists. The Landscape Ranch, located where Jefferson Terrace meets Main Street. Local news, talk, sports, and the hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 1075. Welcome back to the CHS Coaches Show here on Kane Radio, FM 1075 and AM 1240. And, uh, Coach, we still have about uh, three minutes left to go in the program. And uh, with that uh, girls' soccer, boys' soccer, uh, the boys, uh, I think you mentioned, have uh, some type of tournament in the next few days. And the girls right now are one and one They play tomorrow night against Kaplan uh, at home. At 6 p.m., uh, they'll, uh, I guess you call it, they'll kick it off uh, then uh, with that coach. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, the boys, I believe, are picking up a tournament this weekend, the Balsier Tournament. I'm not sure if I'm saying that correct or not. Uh-huh. Same um, here. But, yeah, but they're, pl- they're supposed to be playing that tournament this weekend. They, then they get to the reg- their regular playing on December 4th, I believe. Um, yep, like you said, our girls are 1-1 one one overall. They beat Homer Christian on November 16th, 7-3, and lost to Southside on November 25th, 1-6. Um, like you said, they play tomorrow against Kaplan at home, and they also are supposed to be playing Thursday against Acadiana at home. Um, but the weather is not looking great for that, so I don't know how that's going to go down. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, um, basketball, Coach, uh, uh, the girls are 2-2, two and two, the boys are 1-1, one and one, and the girls recently beat uh, David Thibodeau out of Lafayette 35-22. So uh, uh, it evens up their record at 1-2. and two. I don't, I'm trying to think when they may play again, <clears throat> the girls, that is, and uh, basketball. I don't know if you have that or not. Yeah, so they play again on Wednesday. They play against VC at home. Um, I know VC used to be really good in girls' basketball. I'm not sure if they still are or not. Uh, by 
I re- saying I remember. That's like when I was in high school. So that was a, that was a couple yeah, years they, ago. They, they, they had uh, some pretty good basketball yeah. teams over the years. But no, our girls are, are you know four points away from being three and one right now. They lost to Opelousas Catholic last week, twenty three twenty seven. Yeah. Um. So you know that's that's one of the best starts our girls have had, in, you know, in a while. Um. You know the new coaches um are doing a really good job with those girls, getting them ready week in week out. So you know they're, they're doing a great job. Anyway, with the boys, of course, uh, the boys, uh, one and one, of course, they played a couple of uh, games before the football team players were able to join the basketball team, even though you'd still like to be playing this week. But uh, And they added, I don't know how many uh, boys off the basketball team, but usually it's a pretty good number. Yeah, there's quite a few football guys that are playing basketball. You know, like me and you talked about earlier, I think I have maybe eight kids that aren't in any other sports, um, you know, either basketball, soccer, or baseball going into the spring. Um, but no, our boys are one and one overall. Um, you know, played some pretty good competition. Um, they're playing a tournament this weekend, the um, Vanderbilt Catholic tournament on Thursday. They play South Lafourche, which is a 4A school. Um, Friday they play Home of Christian, which it's looking like will be a new district foe next year. Um, and they play Terrebonne on Saturday, which is a 5A 5A opponent. So you know, some pretty good competition there. Um, hoping they go out there and, and get get three wins. Yeah, and I call them the triplets, in, uh, which is Mitchell, Lewis, and uh, Green. Uh, the two have been starting since their freshman year at Catholic High in basketball. So, uh, anyway, a lot of uh, Coach uh, Casey McGrew, a lot of opportunities for him. Of course, last year, the Panthers playing for the first time ever in the top 28 tournament uh, with that with, with a loss. But uh, played pretty hard. Had a chance late in the game to make it pretty exciting, too. So, uh, hats off to Coach Casey McGrew and his staff uh, uh, getting ready to crank up the year uh, in uh, boys basketball. Don't know if you had anything else, Coach. Uh, we can go ahead and maybe end the show. That's good. Okay. Anyway, of course, the CHS Coaches Show was brought to you in part by Gulf America Wire Rope, Romero's Power Sports, Sestia Wealth Management, The Landscape Ranch, Freeman's Furniture, Allstate Credit, Ornor Glass, Hennigan Team Dentistry, The UPS Store, Catholic High School, Mustin Patu, Integrity Rentals, B&L Engine Repair, Gulf Marine, Action Specialties, HMC Forms, Dr. Rosenzweig's Group, United Fire and Safety, Swing Insurance, Stepco Products, Colder CPAs and HIS Fire and Safety and Musso Investment Group. With that, we'll say good night and God bless. Catholic High School is dedicated to the development of 4th through 12th grade students through academic excellence and Christ-centered values rooted in caring discipline, compassion, and zeal. CHS offers a variety of classes to serve all students, including band, photography, dual enrollment college credit courses, as well as 14 sports for male and female students. Call us today for your personal tour and visit www.chspanthers.com for more details. Freeman's Food and Furniture has been locally owned and operated since 1941. With their 18,000 square foot showroom floor, Freeman's Furniture Store is certain to have what you're looking for. Need a comfortable mattress? Tempur-Pedic and Sealy are like no other, and they're only available at Freeman's. With 60-month interest-free financing, you couldn't sleep better. Freeman's Food and Furniture Complex, located on the corner of Hopkins and Admiral Doyle Drive, right here in New Iberia. Visit Freeman soon. At Sestia Wealth, our goal is simple. We want to help you define, reach, and exceed your financial goals. Using our processes, we prepare clients for both the expected and unexpected life brings us. No one can predict the future, but we can certainly help prepare for it at Sestia Wealth. For all that we expect in life and what we don't expect in life, we strive to prepare clients for all life has to offer. So for all life has to offer, contact Bert Sestia and Jenny 
visae at Sestuel. Securities offered through Triad Advisors, LLC, member of FINRA, SIPC. Investment advice offered through GWM Advisors, a registered investment advisor. GWM Advisors and Sestuel are separate entities from Triad Advisors, LLC. BNL Engine Service is in need of two diesel technicians who are experienced in repairing and servicing 18-wheelers. You must have your own tools, transportation, and a clean driving record. Pay is dependent upon experience. Benefits include employee health care, holiday pay, and vacation pay. Call 337-365-2111 for more information. Once again, call 337-365-2111. 